I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Right, we're going. We're going. We've had an absolute palaver behind the scenes getting to this point, so let's hope this is all working. Thank you very much for listening. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We're just three mates who love the game of rugby. Now, shall we just skip the music, purely for the fact that we are so late recording, and uh, it's been oh, so difficult. I think we would just play a little bit of it. I think we'd be robbing people of uh, a much-loved part of the pod, JB. Fine. Hands in. Pod on three. One, two, three. Pod! pod. There you go. Right, we're here, and we've, we've just completed... Or we're right in the midst of week three of the domestic season in the Pro 12 in the Aviva Premiership. Uh, we have victors in the Rugby Championship. We've got so much to talk about from the world of rugby. Uh, as JB says, we're on under the cosh a little bit because we've taken so long technologically trying to get this all set up. Uh, we best just crack on. I just want to say uh, you can find us on iTunes and on Acast and subscribe and leave your reviews as well. Uh, Quinn's in Hope uh, left one of my favourite reviews of the week saying, uh, five-star podcast, uh, really enjoyed it. However, Uh not enough Kabaddi Championship (laughs) coverage, uh, which seems to have been reduced to a Pro 12 level of insignificance. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Do you um, you remember which professional rugby player actually watches Kabaddi? JB. Do I remember which one watches Kabaddi? I used to love Kabaddi back in the day on Channel 4. Um, uh, no idea, who was it? Neil Briggs was telling oh, really? me when he, when he had his baby was up in the middle of the night and all that was on was Kabaddi and he actually really got into it. Yeah, it's a weird sport. The athletes don't look like they're classic contact athletes. No, but it's a... Uh, you have to hold your breath. So that's a big yeah. sport set. It's having a huge lung capacity. I'm not sure they have to do that in the pro version, though. I they think. do, because that's why you say kabaddi. It's to prove that uh, you are not breathing. Ah, kabaddi, kabaddi, you're only kabaddi, exhaling, kabaddi, 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 so you it can't breathe It sounds like a in. very diff- difficult thing to enforce. <laughs> it does. Possibly does. Um, I, I do like this uh, review as well from Dr. Steve C., who says, it's fair to say I'm probably not in the target audience for this podcast. <laughs> I love this review. <laughs> <laughs> Being a middle-aged, vaguely left-leading, vinyl-loving, yes, JB, I have hundreds of them and quite often sit around listening to them, public servant. However, I'm also a big rugby fan, having played the game for many years and coaching juniors and watching premiership and international level. Good man. Over the last 18 months, uh, what I would say is you're not JB's target audience. (laughs) Me and Phil perfectly happy to... (laughs) No, uh, we're a very broad church here. Across the last 18 months I've been listening, um, blah, 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 blah. Um, So, yes, he says it is more relaxed and spontaneous than Brian Moore. It's definitely less up its own backside than Matt. Listen to me. You rugby watching Thickey's Dawson on the BBC. This is the thoughts of Dr. Steve C. Oh, 
Uh, clever, funny, controversial, thought-provoking and analytical. I quite like his, the way he breaks down us as a team. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I come out great from that, but that's, that's fine. Phil has terrific statistical knowledge and cool head and great insight. He's got a laptop. Uh, <laughs> JB's, a, JB's a bit of an idiot. JB's JB. Uh, sometimes with his anti-everybody, newcomer, white, white right wingery. But I've come Ooh. to realise he probably knows he's being an idiot and this is largely an entertaining front and a quick listen to his other podcast uh, demonstrates an altogether more perceptive self-deprecating fella uh, Tim captain uh, of the team make sure there's a good deal of humour humanity and common sense keeps the whole thing moving along uh, so keep it up guys and let the boys play even if they are a fat old university oh. lecturer with unshakable vinyl habits Ooh, goodness <laughs> me LTBP uh, LTBP leave your reviews thank you very much for listening and um, oh, before we start um, we're, we're, we're streaming this on Facebook yeah. Live you may be listening to this on the podcast on iTunes or Acast. You may be watching it on Facebook. Hello, if you are. That's Hello. all good. Uh, I have, I've got an addition to the Rugby Dungeon. Oh, wow. Let's Ooh. have a look. Look, uh, this has been sent, and I'll hold it up so the camera can see it, but you can hear it as well. It's been sent via international mail Ooh. from New York City. Wow. It... Uh, I'm pulling. Oh, I'm pulling out. I saw a, a hint of green. Then I know what yeah, this is. You saw a hint of green and navy blue. Is this the best rugby badge in the world? <laughs> we've the been Bayon sent, Bombers. We've been sent a jersey by the Bayon Bombers, who were so hospitable and took us for an absolutely massive bender on the day of the New York <laughs> uh, Premiership match last year. Love it. They've sent us one of their jerseys with number zero egg chasers on the back. Very nice. It's beautiful. And as you quite rightly pointed out, Phil. Describe that uh, badge because it has got the best crest of any rugby team ever. Well, it's a buxom lady, buxom bikini clad lady wearing the flag of freedom riding on a nuclear missile. Yeah, it (laughs) encapsulates everything I like actually. There we go. We'll get that on the wall. There's one for the dungeon going on. Definitely, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, Right, have you seen much rugby over the weekend? Well, I've actually seen my first game of the season live, and I tell you what, I went to watch the. Gloucester Sale game. Did anyone else watch Gloucester Sale? Yep. I saw it on TV, not live, unfortunately. Well, that's... When you watch a game live, you pick up so many more things than you do do on TV. Yeah. So, I mean, I I could go into this in great detail, but I'll keep it brief. Number... uh, Things I think. One, Dan Mugford is a running fly half, which is great unless you're Dan Mugford and you're five foot ten, and you're basically a little bit small, a little bit fat, and he looks scared to me. He was injured in the first cu- first couple of seconds, and after that, he just wasn't the same player. He can't can't kick particularly well. Um, I, I think part of that was down to his injury because his ankle was heavily taped, wasn't it? He, after that that initial injury, yeah, and then he went off later for that, another injury. I tell you now, he doesn't look confident, and he gets thrown about and beaten up quite badly. I I, I would concur with Phil. He had a strong week the week before and he got injured in minute one and he was hobbling around and uh, I don't think you can judge him quite yet although what I would say is uh, one thing that we can definitely say was wrong was uh, JB's prediction that Sale are going to surprise people this year no no absolutely not you still think that's going to happen yeah absolutely so what I saw in Sale is they do play really nice rugby anyone thinks that Sale kick to the corners and drive over and not watching Sale Gloucester won that game because they had better players and when they when Sale in the second half had to move all their players around and it became a bit disjointed, they didn't look good. But when they have their starting 15 out, and bearing in mind it's a third choice 10 or a second choice 10, second, second choice they 10, look yeah. really good. I mean, uh, Sam James can really play. He is a very good player. Will Addison looks like he's trying to win a VC, not, 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 not a rugby game. Um, so... 
But how for, often how often will they have their 15? I don't mean their, their absolute first. best 15. I mean just, you know, a team, you know, like a 15 which they started with. Do you see well, what I mean? Because uh, a very important point, the one that you've made previously on the podcast, is the attritional nature of the, the Aviva means that you need a big squad, which is something that Gloucester yeah. have. Whereas Sale are now in a position where they're, they're only two professional fly halves are out of action for the next game. Because yeah. Mugford went off with a head injury. Uh, yes, he did. But they could have kept Sam James on there. There are other things that they could do. Uh, and it's just, it was unlucky. On and the head injury, quite interesting. Uh, bearing in mind the the ongoing court case um, against either Sale Sharks and or individuals within the organisation, possibly yeah. Steve Diamond. It's quite interesting, Steve Diamond's reaction to Dan Mugford having to go off from a head injury. So it was the doctor that made the call to, it, to w- keep him yes. off the field. Well, I think it was the ref- possibly the referee initially to flag the head injury and then the medical team went through the head injury assessment protocol and you got this 13-minute window and they deemed that he was concussed. Um, so they wouldn't allow him back on, and Dimes was bemoaning that fact and saying the game's gone soft. So oh he yeah, he was furious. Bump. He was yeah. furious. Uh, allegedly, he might have said to the physios, "Are oh, you on Gloucester's team?" Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I was sat just in front of him, and I'm not sure if he should be locked in a cage or running the country. I'm not. I don't think it says somewhere in between. It's one or it's the one two. or the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, there's no it, middle ground. Well, it could be both. To be fair, we could lock him in a cage to run the, the country. country. Yeah, like the TMO booth. Exactly. We lock him in a cage, and he just has the, his hands on the buttons. Fair play, Gloucester. Though they're on the board. Yeah, I was happy for Gloucester. Um, good, good they, performance by Gloucester. Laidlaw is so important to him. I mean, um, that uh, the, the, you know the fact they've got a guy there that can that can kick from anywhere. He's just uh, he's just absolutely vital, and you can contrast that to Sale, who at the end of it didn't have a kicker. They had Addison yeah. doing restarts. He's obviously a skillful guy, but he, I think on one of the restarts he didn't even get it ten meters, or it went straight out. He, he definitely hit one straight out. Well, yeah. yeah. Here's one thing: um, when you look at Sale Sharks, uh, they are one of the few teams, and I think you, you've mentioned this in our little WhatsApp group in the week, JB. But um, Sale Sharks are one of the few teams now who seem to have traditional centres. Ah, uh, well. Almost, almost traditional centres, because you could argue Sam James is a, is a fly-off. Well, he's played all of his uh, professional rugby in the centre, yeah. hasn't he? Uh, yeah. But, uh, the, but, but yeah. But that kind of uh, crash crash man and an outside break man... Um, the hand, Yeah, the direct and the skillful one. The direct and the skillful one, the, uh, the Mike Tyndall, Will Greenwood. Yeah. That kind of combination, which has been such a tradition, particularly in English rugby more than anywhere... But you made the observation, JB, when we looked at the teams for the Aviva Premiership, and I think this is more broadly speaking across the entire rugby world, that's very much changing, isn't it? Six of the starting centres today, today, this weekend, actually play their rugby in in other positions. So you've got a situation... I thought it would be more than that, in all all honesty. No, it's only six. Henry Slade was 12 for Exeter. Yeah. Um, Gopeth. Gopeth. Bowden. um, Dan Bowden. uh, And Banners. uh, Williams. Owen Williams and Peter Beetham yeah, is a winger. Exactly. So, uh, Wasps, Bath, and uh, Leicester had players who aren't really. They are censors, but they were they primarily play their rugby elsewhere, moving in or moving out. Atkinson as well. Yeah, is a fly half. I played with him as a yeah. when he was eighteen. Legs, or so. Best Twitter handle on uh, yeah. any professional rugby player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, isn't it? Because I guess if you're going to spend all your money, you're going to spend it on skillful players. So look at. Wasps, I mean, they probably do want to play a second fly-half because they want to get as much money on the field as they possibly can. 
possibly but I mean you look back at I guess two of the best uh, centre pairings that I can think of over the last few years the Darcy O'Driscoll combination and the Nonu Smith combination yep. Yep. and they had the kind of very defined roles and covered all of those boxes that we're talking about the both the guile the skillful the skillfulness but also the directness so, between so the two thought, of them sorry Phil my, my thought on what's changed is as we keep talking about this really fast hard defensive push means that the successful attacks are when you manage to get outside and that's where the the distribution skills second pair of eyes in taking the, the time and pressure off yeah uh, that that's become m- more and more and more important much and now the physical development of players means even guys like Henry Slade can put a shoulder in what? and stop anyone dead yeah. i think it might be a case that finding really effective inside sensors is difficult now because defenses are so good having a bosher just doesn't work yeah so Getting that extra pair of hands is probably a more effective tactic for, the, for these teams rather than having an extra guy with a bit more physicality. And you even see it with national teams. You got Fo- uh, is, did Foley play twelve again? Yeah, yeah. You got and you got Farrell too. Mm. Uh, and Crotty's not exactly a big bloke. No, he's so not. He's not like a non. He's not one hundred and ten kg. Wesley Fofana. I'll tell you who knew uh, if if Crotty got injured uh, and Lynette Brown and not all the line of centres that they've got, they could. Easily play Dane Coles at twelve. Oh, <laughs> is there a position he couldn't? Right, give him a couple of months. He could pick up any position on the rugby field. I reckon. He got three assists. He's in that unreal. Game. That guy. and it was three oh. assists. One was the very fast hands. One was taking the tackle and offloading oh. out the back. But if, and one was the twenty meter. I know, ridiculous. If you had a game for, for the survival of Earth tomorrow, <laughs> would you go with Dane Coles, who has all of that skill set, or would you go for Augustine Creevy, who's like the best scrummager, oh, line-out putting... thrower, tight player? If you had to pick oh, one of those... Like... I am not putting the future of the globe on the Pumas captain. <laughs> the Haguarish captain. No, thank you. <laughs> Where is he? He's hungover. What? <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, th- those two are... They are the best two hookers in the world at yeah, the moment. They are brilliant. Well, you talk about Dane Coles being able to play every position. I've come up with a theory, and sorry to go back to the sale game, but it's... Cool. It's the only one you've seen, yeah. so uh, that's well, what no, everything's no, no. going to revolve around. By about, um, <laughs> what time was it? By about 11 o'clock on Saturday morning, I would, I'd seen five games of rugby already. So, Pro 12 and Sale uh, on lockdown, as with the championship, right? Here's the theory. Do you know... When you see goalkeepers try to kick a football, it looks like it's a completely mystery object. They look like 12-year-old girls who have only ever played net, played netball. <laughs> they kind of run up to it awkwardly and they toe-poke it. Well, scrum halves, I've decided, are actually the same now. We watched Mike Phillips move, move to 10. Scrum halves are incredibly uncomfortable catching and passing, and passing. From, from an upright position. <laughs> some are, some aren't. <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting because you've got a few scrum halves who can... Like, Laidlaw. Laidlaw, uh, M- Machinode, Michelac, like a lot of the French boys. Yes, really, but Youngs, it looks... But, oh, what's this the, thing? The, yeah. the petit generals from France, that's just what they do, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas Mike Phillips, Mike <laughs> it was kind of... Not so much. Just throwing it as hard as he could. Just the fact that he's standing up completely baffles him. Yeah. It'd be best to put it on the floor, pick it up again, and, and, and then try and distribute. Well, he got caught with the ball a few times, didn't he? Because he just... It was completely alien to him. Yeah, and then he tried a cross-field kick. I'm convinced with Mike Phillips. He spends very, very little time upright on his feet, just in his downtime <laughs> as well, doesn't he? As we know. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm confused with Mike Phillips. I think he went to like his career advice person, and they read out like this, you know, what do you want to do? And he goes, "Well, yeah, I'm six foot four. And they went, "All right." Uh, they got uh, NFL quarterback mixed mixed up with scrum half because he's <laughs> such a big man. Yeah, and he stands like, next to Dan Mugford as well. He's even bigger. But when he stands next to the guy that came on for him, 
uh, Peter Stringer. Yeah. It's, it's like when Stringer's standing yeah. next to Paul O'Connell. <laughs> that, that kind of difference. The, um, I'll tell you, a big man who, again, let's just briefly talk about with Sale Sharks because it's quite interesting. Brian Majati was reduced to selling beer outside the ground rather than take, partaking in a professional rugby match. He'll be on massive wedge, tight head prop, big name, nowhere to be seen in the squad. Yeah. They've got I, kids ahead of him. And I think it's... it's Injured or...? No, he, he's just third choice. So they brought in Arlika and Kieran Longbottom from Saracen's former Western Force prop. And James Flint is above him in the packing order now. I say James Flint, he's more of a loose head, isn't he? Oh yeah, no he is, you're right, yeah. Um, but I think that just reflects his position in the squad. So he will be on big money, big money and he was on the bench a lot last year behind Kobolas. Um And I think it part, that, again, it partly reflects his uh, perhaps more relaxed attitude to rugby life possibly possibly can i um can i just make one other further observation on sail sharks and dan mugford please he's got kind of a, a baby bum fluff type beard that i think he could really do with getting rid of hey, look and if you wanted to look sharp dan mugford or anyone else <laughs> if you wanted to look sharp razor sharp yeah and have a perfect perfect and you know show off that angled jawline go on you've been working on then there's only one place to go. Who? And that's to the number one razor on the market. Although you can't just stroll into your normal high street shop to get this. The substandard razors, Gillette, Wilkinson, Sordico, they're all in the supermarket. The number one, as voted for by GQ magazine, beating those competitors is Cornerstone. And you can get that for as little as four quid, including your own personalised engraved aluminium Cornerstone shaft with your first order because you get a £10 discount from us. Nice. I've done it. Phil's done it. Loads of you have done it cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers go there get involved like I say it's four quid and there's no obligation we think you're going to love it we love it we think you will as well yeah. because, because you're with us as little as four quid and you get your free shaft anyway even if you cancel it after that and let's face no it, bother it allows us to party like Jonathan Joseph <laughs> we, I was pouring champagne on the floor last night anyone else yeah uh, cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers or egg tenant checkout there we go I've got a game of rugby social. Please do. How about that? Yeah. Because I know you've got a quiz, haven't you, Phil? I have got a quiz. We can do the quiz later as well. All right. Okay. So uh, rugby social. So I've been taking a look at the Twitter accounts of rugby union players and I've got some questions. Yes. So Phil versus JB and play along. Play along. Tom Wood, Northampton captain. Northampton registered a win. Uh, sorry, didn't register. Yeah, they did the opposite. They did the opposite of what I said. Yeah. Having registered their first win against Bristol, back to a defeat. Um, but Tom Wood, the Northampton captain, gets pumped up before games by. Ooh, what is Tom? The Wood Guardians do? of the Galaxy soundtrack, the Rocky Four soundtrack, <laughs> mm. or the Frozen soundtrack. Frozen. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not no even uh, I was also going to go for Frozen, but I'll make it interesting and go for. I will go for. Guardians of the Galaxy is an unusual one, but you have got... You keep an eye on that. So I'll go for Rocky. Rocky 4 soundtrack. 1-0 JB. Winning again. 1-0 JB, it was frozen. I wonder who's going to win this next one. Let it go. Massive gay anthem, that. <laughs> is it? It is, is it? yeah. You know, huge. It, absolutely huge. It's a hu- It's like a massive coming out uh, gay anthem song. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> it is. No way. It truly I, is. I've seen Frozen, right? I can't identify with those ideas. It is. <laughs> Well, think, just just I think about the words, JB. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Louis Pickamole, King Louis. King Louis, yes. King Louis brought what to training? Oh, I think I might his, know. Says his teammate Christian Day. I'll let Phil go first on this one. <laughs> okay. Was it a truffle-filled brie the size of a lorry wheel, three crates of red from the Bordeaux region, or some exotic French magazines for the boys? Including uh, what, Going first, oh, 
So he's from Toulouse. I know they like their sausages down there. I'm going to go for the brie, the cheese and truffles. What do you go before, JB? Oh, I, I would have gone for the cheese and truffles because it sounds likely. I go for the. I'll go for the red wine. Red wine, yeah. I, sh- I could have thrown you off scent more if I thought about the, some sausages because I forgot mm, about the Toulouse, Toulouse mm. sausages. Our local butchers here does oh, brilliant Toulouse sausages. Yes, they yes, taste yes, so does. good on the barbecue. Um, it was the truffle filled brie, and it was enormous. Christian, unbelievable. Dave. It's Christian. almost like I could have been winning this, but I'm not. I know. Uh, <laughs> one, finally, one all, one all. Final question. So JB goes first on this. JB one. goes first. Which Manchester United footballer did Mooj Brian Majati? who, as we mentioned, was not named in the squad for Sale Sharks, so took the opportunity to sell his beer to punters <laughs> outside the H.A. Bell Stadium. Entrepreneurship. If you, look at, if you look at his Life of Brian video, he dismantled his own bar that he has at his house, rebuilt it at the A.J. Bell. And There's got to be some questions there beer. about how seriously do you take your uh, day job when you've got time to build a bar, reassemble it, and then sell beers at the place where you should be working? No, not It's like me that. saying to like peers and solicitors, uh, guys, I'm not going to come in today. Then bringing my own bar in, yeah. into, into the office and trying to sell beer. It's almost like me uh, doing a radio show, um, but pre-recording bits of it so I could record my podcast. You wouldn't do that, uh, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't no. do that. I'd be, uh, I'd be irresponsible. Don't, don't listen to last week's podcast, my bosses. Anyway, um, Brian Majati, who, which Manchester United footballer did he name a beer in their honour? Was it an Ibrahimovic, a flavourful Scandinavian IPA, a Schweinsteiger, a cultured German lager, or a Rooney? One that won't win any trophies, but will drain you of all your money. Very good. I am going to go with an Ibrahimovic to win the game. Now I know I know that um, Mujati is actually a Chelsea football fan rather than uh, a United fan. So I'm going to go for a tongue-in-cheek Rooney. I don't know, mate. Don't know. Stopped. Messed off. Just carry on. That's fine. Sorry, uh, Facebook Live has stopped streaming. We'll carry on. So you're going to go for a what? I'm going to go for a Rooney. You're going to go for a Rooney? It was a Schweinsteiger. Oh, uh, what? Yes, because uh, it's Oktoberfest coming up. So he was just uh, getting, he's getting a German beer ready for Oct- Oktoberfest. Of course, yeah. Uh, it's the first weekend this week. Hold leave, up, hold up. Which leaves it as one all. So that's Rugby Social. Uh, one all, gents. Well done. Uh, until, until next time. Disappointing. Disappointing. Twitter was the winner. Uh, interestingly uh, talking to social media we mentioned it on last week's podcast you, you said Jonathan Joseph uh, took down that Instagram video he has the one, the one where we thought it was a bit vulgar pouring I champagne on the floor I didn't see it but I'm going to stand up for it and say yeah, let the boys let, play let the boys play I'm not <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong I'm all for letting the boys play I'm not that was pouring a bit... champagne on the floor though I've got to yeah, say much. that was it was footballer-esque which is uh not really a compliment in my mind. No. Uh, and interesting, uh, was it rotation or was it um, giving him some time to think? We will never know what Todd Blackadder was thinking, but Jonathan Joseph was not in the matchday squad for Bath. No. Who racked up another five-point victory. Only just uh, coming from behind, 17-6 at half-time. Um, a, a very poor first-half performance by all accounts. And, and a, equally a good first-half performance by Worcester, whose outside backs were cutting... Uh, Cutting Bath to ribbon. You've got to think, if you're going to beat Bath, it's going to be much easier to do it early on. Because the longer you leave them to establish their systems and get together and have Todd Blackadder put his footprint on this team, um, the, ho- the, hard- the harder it's going to be. So they've done very well just to get the win, because next week they're going to be e- even more, more formidable. And they're doing, this, they're, going to build. they're doing this without Robbie Fruin, um, who is thought to be coming. Maybe Mermoz is the other one we don't know. Probably not. I don't not. think it will be Mermoz now. No, I don't think it will be Mermoz. But, but Todd Blackadder has talked about getting two centres in. One of, um, one's thought to be Robbie Fruin. 
uh, who is one of the best centres not to have played for New Zealand. Yeah, if you but can he's get also him back to fitness. Yeah, because he's fitness, had yeah. he's had a few issues, yeah. a few injuries, heart issues. As but they're well. also without Francois Lowe. Yeah, they're also without um, Tulupe Falatao the last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, and Dave Denton, who would Dave be the obvious <laughs> replacement. Although they brought in Leroy. Houston, who by all accounts played very well. He looked very good from what I saw. And might yes. be my fantasy team, so I'm delighted scored, with... Uh, scored an easy try at the end, but he was making metres all over the place, so good. Tremendous news for me. So Bath are back. 50, three games, 15 points. Yeah. Yeah, it's looking promising. Who have they got next? Uh, good just, just while you're working that out, how, how many games do you think it is before you think we can look at the table and go... All right, that's sort of settled a bit. Do you th- round six, maybe? Oh, yeah, I'd yeah. say so. I'd say you look at Exeter's fixtures, they've had Wasps wasps away, Saracens at home, amongst their three fixtures, which... Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the table now, and it's we're partway through the game week with not everyone still to play. The bottom three are Bristol, Worcester, Newcastle. Okay. Which is kind of where we thought they'd be. Which is probably... Um, it's still... a. The top lot, you've got Bath, Saracens, Wasps, Gloucester. Uh, so you could probably shake that around a little bit with Northampton and Exeter, fifth and sixth, then Leicester, Leicester, Sale, Quinns. I mean, any of that top eight or nine could end up anywhere in that top eight or nine, it feels like. Yep, agreed. So it's, it's too early to, it's, to jump to any big It's like, like fourth from bottom spot, which I find in, interesting. Yeah. Because you're going to have to have a big name. Uh, a lot of people out there it's say like Sale. Quinns, isn't it? I think it looks like Quinns. I, mean, yeah. I honestly think Quinns have got some serious problems. I don't think that um, Conor O'Shea went out in a particular blaze of glory. In fact, I'm not even that sure that the players were sad to see him go. Conor is obviously very well liked in, in media circles and the rest of it, but you've got to remember his last game, they got battered by Exotex. At home, wasn't it? Yeah, by 50 at, points? I mean, it, you know, your coach's last game, if he's a beloved character, you'd expect them to put forward a bit I just of, want to see better. Danny Kerr picking up a trophy. Just want to see Danny Kerr picking up a trophy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then you've got you know the fact that now he's gone, and maybe they didn't do too well last year, and maybe there's a little bit of disquiet in the camp. They've just promoted from within, which isn't always a bad thing, but in this case, I don't think it's a good thing. Yeah, I I would have liked to have seen a bolder appointment. I think it's very much in keeping with Harlequins when you yep. look at their youth policy and development. They're very they they're massive on that, and almost I thought Conor O'Shea went on about that too much. He used to talk about look how many England players we've got, look how many guys that are in our academy that are coming through. It's actually like look how many games you've won. Yeah, look how many games you've won. Exactly that, and sometimes you need to identify not just like bang the drum of the things that are great but actually identify the things that aren't so great and John Kingston by great guy loves the club proper Harlequins man through and through but I would have liked a bolder appointment someone like Wayne Smith Ooh, for example that is very bold I think would have shaken it up it yeah, definitely I, would have shaken it up I think that they need a big shake up because a couple more losses and I think Quinns are in serious crisis territory they started off this year with a big a big salary spend Big hopes, and they'll have lost, what, four out of five? I don't get it. The, the players they have are outstanding. The quality of the players. Yeah, they, they are. Okay. I, I, think, I think they are as well, but with a couple of weaknesses. Yep. They've um, got some A-star players and a load of C-minus players, in my opinion. Uh, I, think Ooh, got, sure. I think they've got a couple of weaknesses in the back row. Um, I think Wallace has never matured to be the player he needs to be. Yep. Clifford... Will be good, but he's not there yet. Yeah, and Rob Shaw is a very good player. I think their biggest weakness is their hooker. Yeah, well, what, and, yeah. And if you saw the game at the weekend, 
Uh, Luke Cowan Dickey, one of his tries. Sorry, who? Uh, sorry, Mullet Hyphen Dickey. Thank you. Yes. MHD. Uh, one of his, his first try. It sounds like some sort of you uh, new drug that the youths are on on a on a rave. <laughs> Bloody kids! So should we get on some MHD tonight? Yeah, do it. His his first try was Harlequins uh, on their own five meter line, their own ball. They put a man up, not competed against, and it was just a simple overthrow straight into MHD's hands, and he flopped over the line. And it it wasn't just that one line out that was missed all game. Yeah, they got and it shows, doesn't it? There's a saying in the NFL: if you've got two quarterbacks, you've got none. And the fact that they've got three hookers doesn't really strike. It doesn't really fill me with much confidence. Yeah, they they started Rob Buchanan this week. Tried Joe Gray there, and they've got Dave Ward, and all of them. We we said it a few times. And do you not none think none of them are the complete package? And, and do you know what? Going back a few years, in terms of like Harlequins have always had this flair, and that's very much part of the identity of that club. However, they have not replaced uh, Ollie Cohn and James Johnston from four years ago. God, you're right. In, in uh, terms of the mass, of just, that the, pack. just the mass, the balance that that brings with the and other elements. If you look at rugby transfers of recent years. No, not many people have made a worse decision than James Johnson to leave Harlequins in terms of in terms of his career. career. And you thought he was going to do stuff at Saracens, he didn't. Did he go to Wasps? And then uh, got released. Yeah, and then never played. Yeah. And He's then... now starting to get some game time again. Yeah. He would be much better staying at Harlequins where, you know, he was loved and had a good home. Yeah, starting tired. Mm. But, but Harlequins obviously looked at it and went, well, it's all right, we've got... We got these guys coming through Will Collier. Um, Carl, Carl Sinclair, Sinclair is, a, is a kid, but he's going to be great. Not he developed. will be great, but... Much like I'm saying, the promoting from within. It's like, yes, John Kingston is a great club man and he's a good coach and stuff. But sometimes you just need to but what, get the checkbook out and get some someone who can do yeah, it right now. What about the actual construction of the squad too? Do you not think that it's very strange that they have Jamie Roberts there, who's not a typical Quinns player? He'd be better off at a Leicester or somewhere. Well, actually, not anymore. That's a bit a bit of a cliche. But his direct running and his ballast is nice. But it's not really what Harlequins are about. Well, and with yeah, and you've got. Uh, the thing with Jamie Roberts, he you almost feel like he limits the access the 10 has to the outside backs. Mm. He's like a, a barricade, so the ball won't often get outside him. He's not going to distribute himself. Yeah. And you've got these brilliant outside... Like their back three in Visser, Yard and Mike Brown, when they're, they're on class. form, is one of the best back threes in the league. I like low. But we've hardly mm. seen any of them this year. Hardly, yeah. hardly I, the ball. And the replacement, Chisholm, I didn't think was up to much. I don't think... Um, they let... Ollie Lindsay Hay go. Uh, who's, who's the other one? Oh yeah, and you quite like Marchant. Well, as we said, ne- he's a kid. Uh, as we said yeah. last week, their next two games they host Saracens. Good luck. They travel to the Rico, uh, and then they host Northampton oh, my in their word. next three games. <laughs> so they could they could be uh, one and five. one and, one and five. six yeah. one and six. One, six. Cri- crikey, potentially. That's bad. Right. <sighs> Oh. However, let's look. Let's look at something uh, where it seems to be that a squad has been built and a and a, a coaching setup has been built and is progressing rather nicely. And that is Phil's beloved Ulsterman ticking along very nicely. Second in the Pro Twelve, uh, three from three. Yep. Uh, not really. I don't feel like we've really been tested that hard yet. We hosted Scarlets, who are yet to win a game. Uh, I'm pretty pretty disappointed with Scarlets and all those. Massively he, disappointed with Cubby Boy and uh, Fox Davis both back. Yeah, didn't didn't really do anything. No, but Ulster uh, has a uh, an interview with Les Kiss and the Irish Independent today. Anyone else just get a little smile every single time? <laughs> Les, Les Kiss. Kiss. Les Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> 
I always think back name. to the uh, Porn Star 15. <laughs> that is well worth digging out our old old Porn that Star 15. That was early days as early, well. Early days on the pod. Um, so he was saying, uh, and the, the piece was aimed at um, the frustration that Ulster had their kind of foot on the throats of the Scarlets, uh, metaphorically, not literally, and weren't able to finish it off. They only, it was 196 uh, or something like 198. And it was only a Henderson try in the last few minutes, a, a crash over try, that um, made it as comfortable as it was. Despite being the better team and having the territory and the possession, oh. and Piatel beating defenders left, right, and centre. Um, and also, why is um, Gilroy running a hundred? He ran something like one hundred and forty meters in the game, which that, is ridiculous. I don't know how how the honor system works. Like, if you're Northern Irish, you obviously you obviously are allowed, you know, OBEs and stuff, right? Yeah. Are you, what's the Irish honour system? Does anyone know? Because Stuart McCluskey's got, got to be in the running. I love that guy. Oh, yeah. Well, I, he's just an absolute hero. He's a very, very direct... He, did you see his nose in yeah. the game? He took a Why? brutal, bro- horrendous I mean, broken nose. There's people that watch Irish rugby a lot closer than I do. Why is he not the starting 12 for Ireland nailed on? Henshaw? But I think he's better than Henshaw. He's he's as good as oh he's not far off not Henshaw far I'd off. say. I mean, what do but we when you look at Henshaw? What do you think? You think of big big direct runner, yeah, yeah. Which he's not when uh, he met Jamie Roberts. Jamie Roberts <laughs> sorted him out. But I think McCluskey's better. You know, probably the best yeah. direct running centre in 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 the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. He's got to be close. He's got. To, it, was, it was amazing that he didn't tra- travel to South Africa. I, yeah, I can't believe that. I can't believe it. But so there's there's a few weaknesses in terms of the way that Ulster finish a game off, but. Three from three, you cannot complain. Have it, I know it's early days to judge, but three weeks in, is there any sign you think that the Pro 12 is going to challenge more so on a European stage? We get to that in the middle of October. No. Uh, I th- I think there's a few very good teams in there. Yep, agreed, but I don't think they'll be challenging in Europe. I, w- I w- wouldn't be surprised if a few of them are. Who? Okay, well, which ones? Uh, I think Glasgow could beat anyone on the day. Yep. I think Leinster can beat anyone on the day. I think Ulster won't be far off. I think Cardiff have been Cardiff pres- are, presently well, Cardiff surprised with. Well, let's only talk about Hampton Cup. So the only well, Welsh team in the Hampton Cup is the Scarlets. European Champions Cup. Sorry, European Champions Cup. Thank you. Sponsored by Heineken. Um, who, by the way, only pay a fraction for the sponsorship now compared to what they did as the Heineken Cup. FYI. Um, yeah, because they're a tier. They're a tier one sponsor. They're not a headline sponsor now, yeah. aren't they? So uh, Scarlets in the European Cup are going to have a miserable time. Horrendous time. I, I, I yeah. truly believe that. Although, do you know what? If you're going to take something out of it, their scramble defence was quite good, and they limited an incredibly strong Ulster attacking backline to a handful of points. Yeah. So, you know, every class. Yeah, some, yeah. Damning with faint praise. I There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. No. Um... Well, I think Comment. some of the, I think some of the Premiership sides aren't looking as impressive yet. It's so early days, but they're not looking yeah. quite as impressive yet. Yeah, but, but then, then again, they're playing it, against Premiership sides. Connacht could have, it could easily have lost that game in Italy if it wasn't rained off. Oh I don't know my word! Yeah, the man of the match for Connacht was the Thunder. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> has that actually been ruled out? Does that not yeah, count? That does count. not count. It has to go no, to 60, 60 minutes. 60 minutes. Yeah. Which Zebra will be devastating. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a tough one. So, yeah. you've got Connick losing at Zebra. So, if Connick meets Zebra in, in the Heineken Cup, uh, <laughs> Zebra <laughs> might turn them over. It gives you an indication of how competitive yeah. this might be. Mm. The, the, there's an Italian team in there. Well, forget that. Well, Glasgow, Ulster, Leinster, I think, can beat most teams on their day. Uh, <laughs> Most Premier teams outside Saracens, most French teams outside maybe most uh, yeah, racing to I kind of agree with you, right? Yeah, most teams outside of the teams that have qualified for Europe. Uh, no, outside the one, outside of Saracens. So who were the English reps in the... Uh, Exeter, Leicester. Uh-huh. Exeter, Les- Leicester, Saracens, Northampton, Wasps, Northampton. Yeah, I, got, I don't see it. I, I still think you that... Can see that I mean, home, yeah, I can see them beating home away. them. Home away wins. Home, uh, the teams win their home games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Do I'm not going to screw that. Just w- picking up on something you said about Ulster, you said they they metaphorically had their foot on the throat and didn't put them off. Um, metaphorically, but that sounds like literally the kind of thing Chris Ashton might have done in a game. Oh, uh, what's happened to Chris Ashton this uh, time? Please? Chris Ashton this time when he's been accused of, and Mark McCall was quite honest in his post-match chat saying he will probably be cited for and may miss some time for a bite. Alex Waller. Oh, uh, said come on, Chris. Alex, what Jim Mallinder said that Alex Waller has said he feels he was bitten. It he feels like he was it bitten. Looks well. He it does he, look like it well because Jim Mallinder's not going to say Chris Ashton bit him. He's leaving that for the sighting commissioners to say. But Jim Mallinder says uh, that Alex Waller said believes he was bit bitten. Uh, right. And pictures appear to concur with that uh, it, yeah. view. <sighs> I feel like John McDonald talking. I will say Chris Ashton does wear a massive gum shield, which would have. Yeah. Uh, mi- uh, have, you, have you seen that that clip of John McDonald talking directly into the camera? But you know the appeal to the Labour Party. I feel like it's Chris. Chris help us help oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't bite anyone. Just play good rugby and score tries. You'll be fine. Uh, well, he's still not scored a try this season, though. Oh, uh, we, he breaks my heart. He's such a good player. Good tweet. Uh, good tweet. I'm going to get the name of it so I can give credit to it. But it said Chris Ashton would be a fantastic rugby player. If it wasn't for the fact he was Chris Ashton, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for the case, he might be feral. Now this this is an interesting one because Alex Waller was wound up something like I've never seen before. Mm. He was all over the place. He uh, getting into basically every Saracens player on the pitch. Um, he got sent. He got yellow carded for dumping um, Jamie George off the ball, oh, and idiot. he could have been red carded for a potential headbutt. I think the refs got it right. It was the correct call, but it wasn't good. He was in an altercation. Yeah. I'm just showing you a picture of a, a free. It's a frozen frame picture, but it appears to be a, a nibble. A, a, it appears yeah. to be a little nibble. But and this, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Alex Waller is grabbing him round the head. This doesn't. Uh, yes. This does not justify biting someone. But Alex Waller was being very abrasive okay. and was grabbing round the head. So, but there's, it, the two don't biting isn't you know I don't put ga- uh, I think gouging is like the class one offence like that happens and you're banned for life I think 
fighting is like a class two or three. Uh, these are classes I've made up myself. Yeah, these aren't official classes. <laughs> so I do like the fact people, by the way, are calling him Chris Nashton. Oh, now. good. <laughs> so, like, if, or the, the Nash Splash, or the some, Ash, the Ash Nash. Sorry, yeah, if the someone Ash has Nash. got their forearm, kind of uh, the bridge of your nose. Uh, sorry, j- just beneath your nose, kind of there, which is incredibly painful. I mean, that's like, yeah, yeah. you know, that's the basis of some submission holds, right? I don't think it's that bad. If you do bite them with a gun machine, I'm not saying bite off his arm, but give him a little nibble. It's like hands, you know, like you've got hands on your face and they're trying to, you know, manipulate your head around so you can't get, you know, do whatever you need to do in the mall. I don't think it's terrible if you give, him, give his fingers a little nibble. Do you? Uh, it, was Ed, it was Ed Alexander with that tweet, by the way. New Rugby Convert on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast, tweeted us saying, uh, make Chris Ashton England captain immediately. <laughs> <laughs> or at least vice captain. You need these kind of abrasive characters. Yes, you do. I'm sure a good sitting down with Eddie Jones would straighten uh, Chris Ashton out. Yeah, it's worked. For, it's worked wonders for Dylan Hartley. Uh, yeah, so biting that bad? Uh, I don't think I, I don't think it's as bad as gouging. I think it should still be quite a long ban. It'll be interesting to see what they go but for. What, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, if, if you find someone's fingers in your mouth, give them oh them. yeah, yeah. If someone's putting their fingers in their mouth, that's fair game. This, yeah. this wasn't. No one was. But like, he has got his forearm. To, there's, 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 there's not. There's. Uh, he's got his forearm round his head. Yes, and I that's annoying. That, there's, but there's the honour. There's no honour in gouging. No, nope, there's none. no honour in like hitting someone when they've got their back to you and they can't nope. see it. There is honour from someone giving you a little stiff arm when you're on the floor, and then you get up, wait till you're square on with them, and swing a punch like Manny Tulangi did on Chris Ashton. All these yeah. now, even though that was a shocking, and quite rightly, a red cut. Well, you know, he got a yellow for that, didn't he, Tulangi? I think that's about right. That's I, think, a, I think he might have only got a yellow for that. Which oh, is simpler, simpler times. I know, but, <laughs> but uh, or it might have been that Ashton got a yellow and Tulangi got a red. Anyway, there's, there, there's a level of honour in that. But there's there's no honour. Yeah, I just think it's there's neutral. no honour in it's a like, fight. Okay, it doesn't really matter. Move, uh, move on. Yeah, let's let's move on. Good. I agree because I'm well aware that you've got to go very shortly. You've got to hard out as they say in the industry, Sim. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to because we're getting me with that. You've got six minutes. I know. So what do you want to cover in your last six minutes? Because me and Jay can do the previews of next week on our own. And also, there's there's a there's something. Make sure. And I don't want to give it away because so I, I, I don't want to spoil for the people that genuinely do listen. On. Uh, but yeah. Just, just, just keep listening. Yeah, yeah. Listen right to the end this uh, week. Well, it was interesting. Eddie Jones wrote a piece about New Zealand or gave an interview talking about New Zealand, who have won the rugby championship with two games to spare and have won forty-three games in a row at home. You thought Mario Itoji's thirty straight victories now was impressive. Um, Trikey. I know. Uh, <laughs> New Zealand pretty impressive. It is pretty impressive. <laughs> New Zealand have won 43 straight games at home. Warren Gatland must be sort of uh, it's a little in... bit nervous. Uh, Warren Gatland doesn't do, do nervous, mate. But Eddie Jones, it was quite interesting. What he said was, he said, he said it was kind of uh, a slight dig and it was a bit of respect for New Zealand. He said, New Zealand just dominate. If there's ever a... They dominate world rugby... And he means that on the field and off the field. He said, if there's ever a law to be changed, you can bet your bottom dollar someone from New Zealand will be right in there, make a key part in making the decision. And they spread themselves across the globe, so they uh, they've got coaches everywhere. They use yeah, they use they use other countries to develop their next national coach. I, but his message was because he's now at the head of England. His message was English coaches go and coach abroad, uh, learn how to play that unstructured, looser Super Rugby style. Okay, so a couple of things here. Number one. 
I have been saying this about Pro 12 players, Welsh players, for a long time. Get out of the regions. But you, you were talking about that from a financial point of view. No, well, no, like, like experience. Get, get them out. Get them out. Get them on the French payroll so that the youngsters yeah. can come through. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, what Eddie Jones is saying is no, it's that, the same that, thing. Not the, coming to the train, obviously, the, the the way they develop coaches in New Zealand is brilliant because you get these really good coaches who then bring their skills to the northern hemisphere and learn how to play so, different styles, uh, and th- then they come back and assimilate all of that together, and they're ready to coach. So what are we saying here? Are we saying, is Eddie Jones saying, look out for the New Zealand coach on a coaching staff somewhere who's never won a game against a top-flight nation, never won a single game no. of top r- rugby, because that's what they've got with their current coach, Steve Hansen. Yeah, Interestingly, but the, but no, but the, the they've thing had is, the, the same thing is two coaches who was, for the past eight years. Yeah, but if you were going to say who's going to take over from, Chris, uh, from uh, Steve Hansen, you could go, you could pick five... Incredibly incredible CV'd. You could do. Yeah, you could. Ready, but that's not coaches. what they've done in the past. They'll probably just promote from within. Yeah, but they've. They also. It also means they've got an out. So if the next, if Steve Hansen paves the way for someone else to come through, and they fail to perform, then you have got five people ready made. It's like wasps. In- England. W- wasps can have three centres go down injured. They've still got a couple of great ones. England. England. Um, the appointment. From of Lancaster, he was forced into that route because they said they wanted an English coach, and there were so few available. Yeah, he did, whereas, and he was the interim coach. Whereas, when we're well, looking, there's actually when we're available, at, but they well, just don't not with the, them. Not with the relevant experience. Well, yeah, but I mean, so this this time around, that, when that doesn't looking, wash, Phil. That doesn't wash because no, when you were Lancaster like, didn't have the relevant experience. Well, that, that no, doesn't wash the then. But this time around, well. yeah. this time around, when they were looking for Eddie Jones. When they were looking for <laughs> the England replacement, we discussed all of the English coaches, mm. and we agreed that none of them was sufficiently experienced. I said Steve Diamond. Do you really think he's sufficiently experienced? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, I think you're in a very, very small minority uh, there. Uh, look, okay, so <laughs> New Zealand's coaches, I don't think, were s- sufficiently experienced. I mean, Graham Henry won some stuff for the Blues, did all right with Wales, um, Steve yeah, Hansen yeah, did no, terribly well. Yeah, yeah. So but that's not what we're, that is not what we're saying. That's a different argument. We're now saying, ignoring what's happened there, if the next person fails, you have got four or five guys Vern who've Cotter, got Joe Schmidt. top level yeah. European rugby, top level Southern Hemisphere yeah. rugby, and then international rugby experience. Yeah, but I'm just saying they don't tend to use it. Well, I mean, they haven't the last few this, times yet, and I don't, I don't think they will but, again. But, but it's not saying that you can't deny that they yeah. have it. Yes, no. But Eddie Jones's message to, to Northern Hemisphere Eddie Jones is nations. People up. Eddie Jones's message to Northern Hemisphere rugby is basically get yourself out of England. Yeah, learn your craft early days, but get yourself out and learn a different style of rugby. Broaden your horizons because Eddie Jones has um, coached in all sorts of different parts of the world, and yeah. and he's basically saying that that's why he's where he is. That's why I he's can, saying as a nation, yeah. that's why New Zealand are where they are. But I think there's something more fundamental than that. There's got to be a reason why so many, for a small nation, why so many New Zealand coaches are so in demand around Go on. the world. Have you got a theory? Well, well no. Just like the players come through with uh, brilliant basic skills that are well, above, I think, above I mean, the level of most nations, there's, there's probably some basic coaching well, I mean, if you look at Wales, that we don't I mean, have. They appoint a lot of New Zealanders, and I think they basically point in, appoint a lot of New Zealanders. They've got such horrific politics within the regions. <laughs> Appointing someone from an actual region somewhere, from within a Welsh a Welsh person, is just uh, they're just so laden with baggage. It's easier just to you know wipe the slate clean and get a New Zealand guy, uh, a New Zealand guy in. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'd actually but, agree with Eddie. I think he's absolutely right to say go out there and get experience. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he's. But I don't think that they should then be playing for the English national team. Does anyone know mm-hmm. what the anyone know what the record is for the number of straight wins by a nation? 
Because uh, New Zealand they must, can't. Yeah, it can't they, be anyone else but New Zealand, can yeah. it? Yeah, unless it was England prior to the World Cup. I reckon I'm New sure Zealand wasn't even close to. This. I think New Zealand might have a better win, win uh, it's like straight win record now than if uh, like, than if the USA had a, had a national American football team. In that, that, that's how good they are. <laughs> they are. It, 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 that's a very good point. I bet the USA basketball team doesn't, doesn't have as good a winning streak <laughs> yeah. as the New Zealand rugby team. You should actually look that up. <laughs> they're, they're possibly the best team on oh, earth. Yeah. Yeah. Of any sport. Yeah. They're, they're so dominant. And they, I saw a, a tweet the other day from Russ Petty, um, and he said this year. In the first half, New Zealand have outscored their opposition 129 to 75. So, uh, so kind winning. of f- five, five to three, roughly. In the second half, they've outscored their opposition 161 to 26. So eight to one in the second half, and that that is has been replicated in the last few games, particularly that South Africa game where. It was 15-10 at half-time. New Z- uh, South Africa right in it. Their forwards were causing New Zealand some real trouble. And then second half, they were just completely blown away. And it's frightening how much they've just slotted into that. Oh, no Richie, no Conrad, no Nonu. Yeah. No this, that, the other. And oh yeah, oh no worries. And you're wearing your beloved Canes jersey from uh, Geordie Barrett is like a carbon copy of Bowden Barrett a f- few years behind him <laughs> oh, and no. he's just signed a, a deal with the Canes yeah, we so, don't yeah. need that we, we the rest <laughs> of the world don't need that really. <laughs> imagine when you've got a Barrett 10-12 axis oh my yeah. god that could be outrageous uh, gentlemen I've got, I've got a dash yeah, tell you what I do love this Bayon Bombers top Bayon isn't it gorgeous fair play oh well, actually can I just add something now whilst uh, uh, that's reminded me yeah. um, if if there is a game in New York and I hear... Are you hearing the same stuff, Tim? Yeah, I'm hearing that the first weekend in March. First weekend in March is going to be a game in New York. It's going to be... Possibly North uh, Newcastle Sar- Saracens. It could be a home game for Newcastle. Oh. Yes. We are seriously thinking about doing a live show in or New York. Or live shows. Or live shows. So From Radio City Music Hop. No, maybe not there. <laughs> <Yeah>. Somewhere. <laughs> We're going to do a couple, of li- a couple of live events. So if if you're interested, get in touch with us on Twitter as soon as possible. Yeah. And as soon as that date is announced, we'll uh, I'll tell you the venues we have yeah. already discovered. Well, basically, it'll be a let's all meet up in New York. If if you if you go to New York, if if you're not a fan of Newcastle or Saracens, and it turns out being those two clubs, we'd highly recommend it anyway. Flights are pretty yeah. cheap at the minute. You can go 350 quid return. And it's it, going to be awesome. It's going to be, gonna be awesome. outstanding, and and we'll be there. And if you fancy just having some proper knees up, yeah, it, I guess it's like if you really want access to players, the New York trip is the one because they are throwing players in front of your face, because yeah. they want people just to meet. Just pop them. up yeah. in Times Square, meet all the players, and then come on the piss with us. Yeah, so <laughs> that sounds is. good. Yeah, sounds all right, doesn't it? <laughs> Where do I sign up to this? <laughs> um, yeah. News to come. Right, right. I'll, I'll leave yes. this big box here, boys. Yeah, yeah. you deal with that. And Thank, thanks, Tim. All right, let's do let's do our predictions then and wrap this up. Right before we start the predictions, just a quick mention for Statbacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the league this week is defenders beaten, and I can tell you the top three people are as things stand with a lot of scores still to go are Jay Miller, mm-hmm. Henry Tanner, and Oliver Parrott. Oh, uh, excellent! And the top five most picked players for defenders beaten. Were Samisa Rokodaguni, Billy Vanapola, Christian Wade, Sonotti Sonotti. Vianu? And thanks to my recommendation last week, Guy Thompson, who was the third was the third most um, that can't carry defenders on though, beaters. No, it, I'm, I'm sure it won't. But he's playing Bristol at home. Today. Maybe maybe it will. Maybe so, it will. Maybe it Apparently will. Very, oh, according, no, never mind. I and won't give this up. 
And next week's player is Miss Tackles. So you want yes. to pick? We're going to pick the players. About time we did that. I want to do want to more negative ones like drop balls. Yeah, yeah. Miss turnovers tackle. conceded. Yeah, turnovers conceded. <laughs> so uh, we, Dom- might, we might be in the following week. Turnovers. Uh, Dumbledore had three turnovers conceded uh, last week. Did he? Yeah. That's not that's not great for your first appearance in your, in your new club. It's not a great, you know, not mm. a great way to go. So who are the games next week? Okay, so we have got Premiership. Mm-hmm. Friday night uh, under lights. Bristol host Exeter. Exeter. Sa- Southwest Exeter as well. It'll be interesting to see how Bristol go against Wasps. Yeah, badly I imagine. If Leicester and Bristol, sorry, Leicester and Wasps win today, uh, I win my accumulator best of nine games. Wow. Yeah, there you go. So you, my you, money so where my mouth is. So you backed against Sale. I didn't put one on against Sale. I couldn't uh, call it. So you didn't put your money where your mouth is. No, I couldn't call it. So I, I did exactly <laughs> that. Uh, okay. Then on Saturday, we've got Gloucester hosting Newcastle. Uh, Gloucester. Gloucester as well. Uh, Quinns hosting Saracens. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, this might not be pretty watching for the Quinns. I, I, I hope I hope for them that they do front up. Yeah, I think a bonus point in some form will be a victory for them. Yes. Two bonus points. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be, actually. Then we've got Worcester hosting Sale, which will will be an interesting game, because Worcester, Worcester have been playing okay. Uh, yeah, st- Sale away from home aren't great. Yeah. I might have to pick Worcester on that. Mind you. Worcester still without a win, but they've not been playing badly. And McGinty's still a week off. If Sale don't have a fly half as well. I tell you what, Sam James is some player. I've always said that once today. He is some player. Watch it. His touch is so delicate. Yeah. So delicate. Dane Cole's esque. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing. Uh, next. Then we've got t- two brilliant games. So we've got uh, 3 pm on Saturday, which I hope is the BT Sport game. Northampton hosting Wasps. Nice. How do you see that one going? I see Northampton losing, which is weird actually, because then they'll have lost four out of uh, three out of four, right? Uh, yeah, they'll be right up there, which isn't mm. good. Um, yeah, I just think Wasps have a bit too much firepower. I did say at the start of the season I thought Wasps might be a bit frail. Having said that, they're fronted up to Leicester, who are by no means a small team. Yeah, and. I don't know, maybe just the fact that they were so fired up against Saracens they didn't get it done is going to play against Northampton. So, yeah, Wasps. Yeah, I'm going to back Northampton. I'm going to say, I agreed with you about the, this potentially frail Wasps pack, uh, and I think this is a real chance for, well, for Northampton to get on top of them. Not necessarily the frailty of the Wasps pack, but what about the Wasps back line being very small? Yes, the, although the, Gopeth in there does it does shore it up a little bit, he, even but, though he's a ten. Yeah. He, oh, we've been joined by a hound. Out you go. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs> Good boy. Um, yeah. Uh, what do I think? Um, yeah, because they are because we're a smaller backline. The Northampton backline is ridiculously big. Yeah, Ballander, that's true. North PCs. Yeah, Burrell. Burrell. If Burrell went fit. off with a, a bad head knock. Yeah. yeah. So. They they could be vulnerable, but I don't see it. I think Wasps have got too much form, and winning teams tend to win. Okay. Uh, and then, on Sunday, another great game. Uh, and there's been a few brilliant games of this fixture in the past few years. Leicester host Bath. Leicester host Bath. Oh, uh, 
Okay, so I think Leicester will beat them. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I don't. I don't know by how much. I think it's going to be close. Actually, Bath will be too fired up, too fired up, and not quite got it together yet. Yeah, that first half they did look, against Worcester. They did look very fragile. Mm, and by then, who knows? Um, Tigers might might have a new number eight, and they need a bit, a bit more ballast. So that should, that should be that should be good fun. Pro twelve. Pro twelve. We've got. Uh, let's have a look. So we've got one very poor game on Friday night. Go on. And two very good games on Friday night. So the poor game, Treviso host Dragons. Well, actually... That as, might actually be an yeah, okay game. Yeah, as poor game. games go, at least that one might be competitive. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I certainly won't be watching it. No. But See, this th- is exactly why they should separate the league. They should split it into two halfway through. Possibly, definitely. You get more. You get more competitive. You games. would watch. You would watch the Pro Twelve every week if you thought the second half of the season is going to be all the good teams playing each other continually. Yeah, increase attendance. It'd be awesome. But you you are letting the the weak teams oh, die. But, but if you're a fan of those weaker teams, you're not letting them die because actually, yeah. you know, would you rather see your team in a competitive game for I don't know the Pro Twelve Shield or some ridiculous <laughs> uh, spoon or something, or watch them get absolutely you know, absolutely panned by Leinster? But they'll, they'll lose more and more of their better players, those bottom teams. Well, they won't, because next year it all, it all starts off the same. Yeah, but and you're no, more likely to go to a team where you're going to... And like the, the IRFU, who could have a lot of control over where players go, just look at um, Henshaw. Yeah. yeah they, but, they will want to funnel their, their players so they're getting the highest level experience. But, you know, you've got a, a situation of a salary cap. You've got a situation of all the teams... You know, you're looking at parity between the teams. And if you finish at the bottom of the table... You should be entitled to some sort of recompense in order to make you better for next year. So you say they they should get first pick of the next year's players. Something like that. There some, should be some something. kind of draft. Some sort of draft, maybe. No, <laughs> there's got to be something. Something. So next year you get more 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 uh, more competitiveness. And imagine how exciting it'd be around Christmas when the when that cut is made. Yeah. That Everyone would be clawing it. to get that middle. I, I've I've single handedly saved Gloucester's kits. <laughs> <laughs> boots in boots in promo pictures, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna save the Pro 12 because I care. You care so much. That's right. Okay, so one poor game on Friday night and two brilliant games. Glasgow host Ulster, which is a real test for Ulster, and I'm not confident in all honesty. Glasgow host host Ulster. Yeah, yeah. Ulster need to finish off more of their chances. They've got yes. so many of them, and they need to finish off. There again, Charles Pearsall can score from any anywhere. Not, not only can he score from anywhere. Did you see the intercept? Yes, incredible. I've seen, just seen. I've seen that it's a two-on-one, five meters from his own line, and I've seen so many times players go for the intercept and they knock the ball on. Yep. And they give not only a penalty try but also a yellow card. <laughs> not <laughs> not Charles. Charles scoops it up, uh, beats one man, throws it out to Gilroy, who goes thirty meters, kicks, and then ten seconds later, uh, Scarlets are defending their own line. It's he's so they've got a good record of signing mercurial talent. Oh, Do you think he'll move into scrum half once? Uh, <laughs> Pinot leaves. He could he could play anywhere. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go for a Glasgow win. I'm going to go for an Ulster win. I hate to say it. Glasgow looked against um, a very good Cardiff team. Against a very good Cardiff team, they got beat, but that was at Cardiff. Against a very good Leinster team the previous week, they beat them comfortably. So I think Glasgow at home is a very tricky place to go. Uh, I, I've not seen enough of Cardiff 
yet to make any kind of assumption on how good they will be. But these early rounds... Uh, three from three. Three from three. Are they top of the table? Uh, it's Ospreys because they've got bonus points in all of them. Uh, then Ulster, then Cardiff. Wow. They're the three unbeaten teams. Next. Next. So Stuart Lancaster. The Lancaster effect. The Lancaster effect. Stuart Lancaster won his only his third, third top flight, top flight cl- club game. Look at that. As part of a coaching staff. Well done, Stuart. So... Uh, up until about 2006, he was Leeds Academy coach, and then he went to be director of rugby at Leeds. In the year that they got relegated from the Premiership, he won two. Uh, he won two out of 22 games. He won two, drew one, lost 19. Yeah, and then went had a year in the Championship uh, where he did okay, and then went back to. Well, then he went to England it, for their academy. For the we're going to have to have some sort of like Lancaster equilibrium type thing where he. He's finally won more games than he's, he's lost. lost. That could take some time. It's going to take it more, more than a season. Yeah. So th- we'll keep our eye out. Unless he wins the next uh, 20 or 19 consecutive games. Yeah. Poor, uh, poor Stu. I've not seen, I've not seen the uh, highlights from the Edinburgh game, but I read a couple of reports, and all the talk from Leinster was about the, the Lancaster effect and... The immediate most visible effect was apparently the line speed and the defensive effort. Oh, not the cleanliness of the changing rooms. It wasn't commented on, <laughs> but I'm sure that has improved, undoubtedly. Um, that actually made me laugh when I was listening to your Ruby Dungeon, Ruby Dungeon podcast <laughs> with, Chris Bentley. with Chris Bendley, <laughs> and he was describing why should I... You asked him something like, why should I like Exeter? He's describing, they're a great, great team, great band of rugby, bringing the guys from the academy. You know, we clean our own changing rooms. Well, <laughs> it's very difficult for me, Ruby Dungeon, because I appreciate people don't want to know what I think. They hear that here. They want to know what he thinks. So I had to bite, I had to bite my tongue. I enjoyed that. Anyway, so they were talking about... Um, this young flanker, Levy, yes, uh, who scored two tries, he was apparently um, key to this defensive effort. The line speed, making the making the hits, making the hits uh, on the Edinburgh team, on or behind the game line. Nice. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see because I've not heard much of him before. I know he's a an Ireland under twenties flanker, and he's had a couple of seasons of injuries. So we'll see. We'll and see who have they goes. got this week? So they host top of the table. Three five-point victories, the Ospreys. Three, five... Okay, wow, okay. That's going to be a good game. It will be a good game, yeah. Ospreys are comfortably the top scorers uh, in the league, and they've also conceded the fewest points, although that is representative of the teams they have played, Mm -hmm. when you consider that Connets are now second from bottom. If they win that, the Welsh regions all of a sudden feel like they're in a very good place. Beating Glasgow and then beating... Leinster. Yeah. That's not bad at all. We did say that the Welsh regions look stronger than last year because of the people they've brought in and they've not lost the usual kind of talent that they have lost the last few years. Mm. Uh, and it's Ospreys and Cardiff that is, for now seems to be benefiting. So that, that'll be a real test. Then on Saturday, we've got Munster hosting Edinburgh. Okay, Munster. Uh, I watched a bit of the Munster Dragons game. I watched the last half an hour of the Munster Dragons game this weekend. And Munster scored one very good try where their, their winger went in, went in at the corner, didn't see that someone was tracking him back. Really narrow uh, oh five no. meter line. And he got hit before he hit the ball down. He got hit into touch, but the ball got dislodged and bounced backwards. And 
one of the centres or someone else who was fo- one of his own teammates who was following it in dotted it down. Oh. So they, at least they sc- scored. It was a great try, but it I, it almost shouldn't have been scored because he was too casual. And Dragons, with five minutes to go, not sorry, game's up. They're five points down, and they have a line out five meters from Munster's line to win the game. And they knock on after about five phases, and they just could not close it it's out. It's a killer, isn't it? It's an absolute yeah. killer. Uh, so, Munster Edinburgh, Munster at home. Uh, we've got Zebra Cardiff Blues. I wonder which way that's going next. Cardiff. Uh, and then, <laughs> the so they were both in the top lot last year, and they're both in the bottom lot this year. Scarlet's host Connacht. Scarlet's host Connacht. Oh, uh, uh. So neither of them have won a game yet. I'm going to say Scarlets. At home. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. Connor have got to stop the rot, though. I don't think they can. If you're lose, if you looking like you're going down at Zebra, it does not look like you're stopping the rot anytime soon. No. And Bundyaki is off somewhere. <sighs> they've, got to, they've got to win or they're going to ruin everything. Get out of Dodge Town, Bundy. Yep. That must be... Do you know given called? your point before, actually... Them about um, a shortage of traditional centres in the the Aviva. Yeah, there must be a few clubs who'd snap bite uh, your hand off a Bundyaki. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, apparently he's wanted, he wanted back, back at the Chiefs. Interesting. So he's already been tempted to go back, and you know the overtures that they make to these players is come back, and you might have a shot with the All Blacks. Yeah. Which why wouldn't you go back? But then if someone's going to offer him three hundred and fifty k, four hundred k to go and play who would he in fit, Premiership? fit in for though? Where would he look good? He'd look based on his form last year. He'd look good almost anywhere. Yeah, but who needs him? Bath? Um Quinns maybe, because he's he's not just a a big bopper. Because he's not actually that big. He's no, he's not. Quite, he's very fast. He's fast. He's he's quite skillful, but he also hits like a a hammer. Hmm. So possibly Quinns are that inside centre role. Bath need Bath need centres. Yeah, I'd say Bath. And there's probably a link there somewhere with Blackadder somewhere in the past. I'll tell you who could who got a shortage of inside centres. Oh, actually, it's it's only a shortage because Tuolagi's injured and Tamua's not, not arrived, arrived yet. yet. But Tuolagi's always injured. Why don't yeah. they just ditch Tuolagi? I know he's 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 some mercurial talent allegedly, but he's always injured. There's got there has to be a tipping point. We've said it before. There has to be a tipping point where it's no longer worth it to retain yeah. him because you're paying him. He's one of the best played paid players in the world. And he's played half a dozen games in the past two years. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm going to go and watch Wasps now play. Is it Wasps on TV or is it Leicester on TV? Uh, Wasps. Are, uh, I don't actually know. That's a very good question. It's one of the two. I doubt it's. Uh, I doubt it's Leicester. It must be Wasps. Yes. So I'm off to watch to watch, to watch Wasps now. What are you up to? Uh, I'm going to watch that, and then I've got to mow my lawn. Fantastic. Exciting exciting afternoon for me. Well, remember to follow us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. Follow me at Jay Beardmore at Tim at Cocker. Oh, hang on, Phil. We need to do an end of podcast hashtag. We do. We certainly do. And this week, we've got an enormous box of stash from Canterbury, which we're going to have a little rummage through, pick out a few things that we like. Yeah, I mean, not all the best things are going to come to us. I mean, the majority of it will. There'll be some good things coming to us. Yeah, there'll be some things I don't want that you can win. And there will definitely be some good things going to one of our listeners who forgiven who will tweet us the end of podcast hashtag. Yes, now you <laughs> might try to say that right. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it sh- we should have. Uh, um, what 
What podcast? I'm tempted, I, I, right, to give away the stash to the person, rather than an end of end of pod hashtag, the person that manages, manages to spread the word about the podcast as far as possible, through whatever means possible, and then tweets us with evidence. So the the difficult the difficulty of that is demonstrating it. The, te- end, the end of podcast hashtag. No, so, so if you were just BC. Right, get a link of our podcast. Yeah, but that, that put could... it on an email. All staff yeah. send two hundred and fifty thousand people done. But that can... then take a picture on your phone. Yeah, you can just uh, Photoshop that picture. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. Copy Which is in. exactly what I would do if I was wanting to. But then you also copy us in on the email. <laughs> <laughs> people get fired for stuff like that. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. If you're British BC, do that immediately. Uh, I want to propose a hashtag. I want to propose. Lancaster Lazarus. What does that even mean? Lazarus. Yeah, I know that. Oh, Lancaster. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Stuart uh, Lancaster, you know, your favourite your favorite man. Yep. He's like a phoenix from the flames. So, I, well, Lancaster Lazarus. I have a rule about hashtags. I'm not going to put a hashtag that I can't spell. Uh, that really limits. <laughs> uh, hashtag Jonathan Beardmore. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, hand, go on. Lancaster Lazarus, unless you've got a better idea. No, that's fine, fine for me, mate. So, hashtag Lancaster Lazarus. Um, look it up, because I'm not entirely sure how to spell that. Uh, and <laughs> Brilliant. This will trend. Next week, next week, we will pick someone out of a hat, and you'll win. We've got a nice pile there of some lovely Canterbury stash. Yeah, we've got absolutely loads of it. So, oh yeah, we, yeah also, you might win, and you might get nothing, because you might not be the right size. Just bear that in mind. <laughs> Oh, well, you might get, you might just happen to get a few extra large things, mm-hmm. a few large things, and a few medium things. So mm-hmm. you can share it with your friends and family. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll do the exit again. Find us at Ruby Podcast. Find me at Jay Beardmore. Find Cocker at Cocker. And also, don't forget our sponsors, Cornerstone, uh, and also Beer, Beer 52. What, what's the code? Beer 52? Rugby 20? Rugby 20. Rugby 20. And also, Statbacker. And Statbacker. All right. Until next week. Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.